that these monologues of mine that I start the show with, I should carry uh, uh, these are not the views of the station caveat, and uh, probably no more than today. So, that's it. that said, I want to talk about loyalty. Now, I have long heard from the terraces muttering that riders today have no loyalty anymore. Um, this, they say, is probably stems from doubling up and down and from riding abroad and so on. Well, I'm afraid what I've got to say, Chris, yes, what I've got to say okay. is that that is a load of rollocks. <laughs> Neely. Oh. Almost. Now, why should riders be uh, loyal when supporters are not, promoters are not, team managers are not, supporters saying this rider should go, team managers getting rid of that rider, and so on and so forth. So, where am I leading with this? Well, it is safe to say that I am personally disappointed in the releasing of James Pearson from Birmingham. Now, I know that Speedway is famously a numbers game, but for me, it leaves a sour taste. For me, it's the wrong decision. However, I know Matt says it's the right decision. Um, and at the same time, I do understand that something had to be done at Birmingham and I have to approve the new team managers for moving quickly. Uh, so welcome to Troy Batchelor and Sam Hagen, who uh, have done nothing wrong. And I just want to thank Lawrence Rogers. The man is a legend in my books, only in Speedway. Good evening, everybody. How are we doing, folks? All good. Yeah, good. We're all shall back. We, shall, all we, back. We, shall we just get this bit over with? Okay, shall we just get this bit over with? Okay. How was your holiday? It's great. Okay, we're not it? interested. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine, fine, fine. What about the song? Thank you very much. Okay. No, thank you. Just did it. Uh, sure, loss. Do we have anybody on the shout box yet? Oh, uh, we've got let's... absolutely hundreds. But okay, well, let's, let's give a shout back okay, to so some of them. John, John Bird, Andrew Garner, Simon Corbett, uh, Jeff Daniels. There's a load more people that I can't actually see at the moment, so I'll get, get back to you in a bit. Is this something to do with some disease you picked up on your holiday? Oh, God, I have to mention that word again. Dear me. Okay, so, um, well, there's been a lot happening in the world since we last broadcast two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, that's just a Perry Bar. That's just it? a absolutely. <laughs> and Wolverhampton getting knocked out of the knockout cup. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but I'm used to that now. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I don't know what I'm laughing about. We've, we've been knocked out of everything at the moment. Um, yeah, and a couple of GPs happened, yep. and uh, Mr. Schmarzlick seems to have his hand, at least one hand, firmly on the trophy now. Um, and we have to say that... Um, oh, I forgot his name again. You'll tell me. Dan Bueller. Dan Bueller. I I've got a mental block with his name. I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, making semi-finals again. It's going to be sponsored by Viagra because now you can only make semis. You were told, you were told, not, to, you were told you? not to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, we've got the uh, shout box up now. Yeah. Jeff Daniels, evening chaps. Dave Twine, sounds good. good. Rich Thomas, Hagen, a good signing. Not sure about Batch. You see I would have probably turned that on the head. Mm. Um, nothing against Sam Hagen. I hope he does really well. But if you look at his scores in the National Development League and you look at James Pearson's scores in the National Development League, they don't compare, do they? Not really, no. Um, so, but it's this numbers game. He's got yep. the, he carries his four-point average 
um, whereas Sam Hagen has a two-point average, which obviously then allows us to have batch. Mm-hmm. Um, batches are obviously going to do better than the RR we've been doing for James Wright, you would have thought. So um, the proof that the, the will be in the... I think ultimately Birmingham had to do something. Because they yeah, couldn't carry on the way they were going. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've, yeah, we had to do something. Um, the supporters were would have lynched somebody. I they think. were getting fed up, weren't they? Just, yeah, a, just yeah. a tad. So, uh, I, I, I said at the tail end of my monologue, uh, thank Lawrence Rogers. Um, the stuff that that guy has done for the club that people don't know about, and the stuff that that guy continues to do for the club. Yeah. Um, and we'll continue to do so as yeah, well. Yeah, it's just, you know, big up to Lawrence Rogers. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with Stuart Dixon's, what's the, ruthlessness so far. <laughs> and we'll, well, find he's a, out. well, he's proven already he's a winner, isn't he? He's got a, he had a very good record at Leicester. Didn't have a, such a great record at Glasgow. Mm-hmm. But certainly Leicester, in the two or three years they were back in the second tier, were... Very very strong. Didn't lose. I think they didn't. I think they lost many hard matches at all, if any, mm. during the two during the two years. He was the two years or so he'd been in charge of them when they were in the championship. So very good record. And I think as you know, I mean we all we all know we all know Lawrence. Um, you know, great guy. But I think Stuart Dixon has that little bit of nastiness and ruthlessness about him, which maybe doesn't come naturally to. No, that's, that's not that's, that's not a criticism of Lawrence, by the way, because he's a great guy. But. Yeah. Uh, I think you know Stuart Dixon's record really speaks for itself, certainly in 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 the Leicester, and of course Leicester doing making a good fist of things in the in the Premiership so far injuries. Yeah, I mean, we should talk about that. They really are doing doing. Um, it's it's a little bit frustrating from a Birmingham point of view to see Nick Morris and Justin Sedgman doing, well doing really well in that league, and possibly not as. I mean, they're, they're, the expectation is higher for them in this league. We have to. We I have, think so. Yeah, we have to say that. Absolutely. But um, it is frustrating. But yeah, I did notice that Nick Morris did his normal thing that he's been doing for Burnley, which is starting off very yep. slow um, and then finishing like a train. Um, and of course, we haven't got, we haven't had the team to help carry that sort of transition if you like along maybe we have now we can hope mm-hmm. um, I've just been reading uh, Stuart Dixon's comments I'm moving my pen away because I know it's going to annoy uh, Chris, yeah Chris if I don't um, I've been reading uh, Stuart Dixon's comments and he's been talking about the team showing ruthlessness and, yep. and, and, and getting stuck in essentially and that's really really what's been missing I think I think so I think so. I think um, you know there was a, there was a lot certainly in the last meeting, which was Oxford. I think there was quite a bit of criticism of the, the some of the tactical moves that Lawrence Rogers made early on in the meeting. Um, I don't think it made a ounce of difference. It, it probably didn't, but it certainly I don't think it, it probably didn't help matters. I mean Birmingham, I think you know they, they made a good start. Obviously they got in front early, but mm-hmm. once Oxford got in front, there was you know they, you just couldn't see a way back. We was in front for a nanosecond. Yeah. <laughs> One race, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, no, I mean Birmingham. I mean, I think you know it's probably going to be too late for the playoffs. But I think Birmingham certainly need to be in a position where they need to be at least winning home matches. Well, you say that, but it only needs one team to have an injury. I mean, don't that, that I would miss wish injuries. No, on, but but you know it, that's what happens in this sport. It only takes one team to have a load of bad luck and to just tank. Yeah. Um, and you you never know. 
there's no hope until there's always hope until there's no hope is is, yeah. is, is I guess what I'm certainly, saying. Certainly, certainly from a crowd level though, because the majority, I think, you know, the vast, I mean, there was a, you know, obviously quite a few when I went travelled down to um, Oxford last week, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the vast majority of, of, of supporters in any clubs only see home meetings, so they mm-hmm. want they want you know you've got to be winning your home matches. That's an absolute must. You know, certainly. So far, every week this season, Birmingham home defeat after home defeat after home defeat. That's not well, been good. Defeat after defeat def- after defeat. Home well, and away, really. Yeah. I mean, apart from that one Plymouth match, bright spot, Plymouth match, uh, and we've got some uh, interesting matches coming up at home. Yep. That's you get the feeling that there might be more changes. I think there will be. I think, and, per- uh, and perhaps the riders tomorrow. May be riding a little bit for their places. Well, it's a cliche, isn't it? They say this mm. in football that players, you know, players often raise themselves when a new manager arrives. It's going to be the same, same with this. I, I hope think so. It's, got, it's, got, hope it's so. got to be because I think mm. everybody know everybody's going to know now that um, that they're on trial. Really? Yeah, absolutely. They've got to be shown. They haven't shown enough this season. I've seen certainly in the Oxford meeting. I saw too many, too many hands going in the air. Too many people just sort of. Almost resigned once they got past. Yes, don't, you don't like. I don't like to say that from from Spurs no, riders. I no. think you've got to you've got to fight all the way to the jacket flag. You, you don't give your place up easily. No, that's goes without saying. But yeah, we just said it. Rich Thomas said Hagen guested for Swindon at Paul and looked really good. I'd be interested to know how many points. I, have to say, I haven't seen Sam Hagen. Ride, no, I haven't so either. I mean, I'm only going by what you know. I've I've, yeah. I've read. In, in, in results and so on. Yep. Uh, so he guessed it for Swindon, looked really good, but did he score any points? Well, I'm going to send, a tape, of, like I'm to going to send a tape of your monologue off to him. So. To Sam? Yeah. I haven't criticised Sam, I would never criticise yeah. him. <laughs> well, I, no, I, meant, I meant to what you were saying before. I meant of what you were saying because I did actually record it on here so oh, okay. before, before we went on there. So. <laughs> well, so. I don't know what I said now. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can tell me later. Okay. Well, this not. Let's. This show's not all about Birmingham. So, um, Wolverhampton got knocked out of the cup. Out of the cup, which is uh, not, not unusual, but at least we got to the semi-final this time. Well, you only needed to win one match to get to the semi-final. Yeah, well, sort of. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, obviously the damage was done at Sheffield a couple of weeks ago. We sort of capitulated towards the end of that one. You know, in the end, losing by 18. And really good effort last night. And Rorish Lines engine failure and hit seven proved costly because we were on a 5 1 in that race. And at that stage, as it was, we would have, you know, forced a, a run off. So bits. it was a really, really, really good effort. Very good meeting. A um, little bit sobering walking out of the stadium. We're suddenly, you know, realising that's possibly going to be the last knockout cup meeting. I'm going to see it on the green. Yeah, see how things go. But uh, it would have been, you know, it would have been fantastic to have got through to the final. But it was always once it once the draw came through and it was Sheffield. It was always going to be a, a tough ass. Sheffield have got a good record at Monmouth over the last couple of years, um, and they are a strong team. Yeah, um, we should talk a little bit about that. What's the feeling at at um, Monmouth Green at the moment about? This new track that's Optimi- been op- well, op- optimism. Obviously, I'm not. I can't say too much. Um, but I think there's a lot of optimism. I think I think what what the the plan hopefully is that um, somewhere can be found by sort of August, um, and then if there's something concrete in place to where the club know they're going to get it, then there's the potential then to possibly go back to Labrooks and say, can we do one more year while we're getting the new site ready? But I don't think Chris Van Stratton is going to do that until he's got something in black and white that, we, that there's going to be a new site. 
Mm. Which, is, which I think is is, a, is the best way to go about it. Absolutely, you know, the relationship the relationship between the stadium owners and and the Wolves promotion remains very very good, and I think that's important. You know, they weren't going all guns blazing into mm. the press at the time, criticising them because you've got to you've got to try and get them on size and keep the relationship as good as possible. And I think that's what they've done. Yeah, and I think that's something that um, Birmingham are looking at a bit as well from their point of view yeah. now, because they've got um, West Midlands Lord Mayor. Andy Street. Coming, Andy Street coming over tomorrow to watch the match um, and of course we don't know what's happening next year at that Perry Bar there's all sorts of machinations and th- noises off and, and all the rest of it about what might be available and what might not be available we might not have a potentially might not have a stadium next year so keeping in with the council and showing them Speedway's a vibrant sport and, yeah. and is needed, I, I guess. is, And, and that's um, a little sort of dig for uh, all the supporters that haven't turned up that actually we really need you to turn up. Um, I think so, yeah. It's, it's very, very do or die at the moment. Um, ask Matt, did RR for Belago win Sheffield the match? Um well, it's fair to say Belago's not... I don't think Belago would list Mama Green as one of his best tracks, so mm-hmm. I think it probably certainly did, made an advantage. Um, going into the meeting, I thought it was going to be... You know, certainly with having Carl Howarth at reserve as an ex-Wolves rider and an experienced rider, he would make a big, big difference. He didn't ride that well, to be honest. I mm. don't think... I think he only got about... I think he got eight points from seven rides. Right. Oh, you you yeah. certainly would have expected him to have got... From seven rides, more than yeah. That. yeah. Um, but I think... Yeah, I think it, I think it did make a did make a bit of a difference. Uh, I have to say, Sheffield did bring quite a lot of fans down. No, it was a good. It was, you know, there was a lot of Sheffield mm. following there. They were very very vocal, which you know added for added for a very good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Daniels um, said Pickering just announced replacing Bayago at <coughs> excuse me at Sheffield. Uh, Dylan's uh, mentioned it as well. Leaving chaps, lots of news coming from Brum this week. Big signing in Batch. I reckon he'll come and do a job and team suddenly looks stronger. And Sam Hagen is a very exciting prospect. Sheffield just announced Pico 2 to the shock of no one. Mm. Um, and somebody underneath has said Sheffield will walk everything now Josh is back. Thoughts on that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're certainly going to be they're certainly going to be in the mix. It's going to make them stronger, isn't it? Yeah. I think at the moment the team that I would probably tip to miss out on the top four is probably going to be Ipswich mm, which is the tip because they are a lot of people me included to win the whole thing yeah well they're, they're very reliant on the top two of the of Doyle and Sifusner for picking up big points but they're not mm. they're, the rest of the team are not already picking up sort of might be that they might need to start looking at um, making changes mm. apparently uh, Sam Hagen got uh, uh, five plus one from four rides which mm. I would take any day of the oh, week oh yeah without doubt without doubt <laughs> Um, evening all keep smiling you're not a witch it said Jim Sorrell there you go (laughs) (laughs) which one's he looking at Uh, and Dylan Spuddy Hodgett says 8 points from Ballego's thank you RR last night then he's released tonight shock also I'd be releasing Rory Schlein if I were Wolves he's a consistent weak link and last night proved it I also don't think that Sam Masters uh, looks the out and out number one he looked last season either so this is just to, before we talk about that this is sort of what I've been saying and we're always going on about as supporters about riders not having loyalty mm-hmm. it's two way street isn't it it is a two way street yeah 
I think maybe I think I think to a point I, I can I can get where Dylan's coming from on um, on Rory because I mean he struggled. He didn't have a great night last night, but you know it was only just you know two or three weeks ago we won us the match against Ipswich. So I, I definitely would agree on Sam Masters. I think Sam Masters was he was poor last night. I thought he looked very very slow. I, I was I was shocked mm. that he got put in the last day because I didn't think he deserved okay. that last eight spot. Um, he looked very very. I mean he got he got. I mean he won his first day, but I mean I think. Most of the points last night, really, he won on, on track craft because he just looked very, very slow. He's getting, mm. he's doing, he's getting good, big scores and looking good for for Oxford, but he hasn't been quite as you know, as good. I, know, I mean, you could argue it's a stronger league this year. There's more top riders in it, so but, absolutely, but he's not yeah. he's not going out against riders like that in every single race. No, no, because uh, he's had injury problems this year, hasn't he? If I remember right, yes, yes, so yeah. maybe that's. Slowing him down a little bit, who knows. Uh, Jeff Daniels, I watch the Bellevue Colts regularly, and although Hagen is a good rider, he's nowhere near Pearson, in my opinion. I mean, we shall. I mean, we will see. I mean, it's, I don't think anybody's expecting him to be. I don't think even the team manager is there so that we can put back him. Yeah, essentially. That's all. It, that's the main reason it's been mm. done, isn't it? And it's it's so hard. Yeah. For for James Pearson, you know, he's done. He has found it tough going, I think, mm. this year in the in the in the championship. I know all the riders in the Birmingham team mm. have exactly, so. yeah. But he's been one of the riders that has been showing fire and fight, and yeah. you know. So uh, Tarasenko, we should talk about uh, Tarasenko. Had a good uh, debut. He did. Uh, yeah. Looked on the pace, but yeah. as Jeff Daniel says, he won't find every track like the NSS. Interesting <laughs> to see whether when he turns up Mama, whether he's going to be riding like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Dylan Spuddy has said uh, Rory's been poor more weeks than not Sexy Stevie and Zach doing beautiful things Stevie Wall's had a fantastic start to the season He really has, I mean he certainly deserved that I mean at the moment I would say at the moment he's our best rider Right, Zach Cook has impressed me Yeah, Zach Cook's been very, very, very very impressive again last night Um, But as I say, Rory was disappointing Sam Masters wasn't quite his best I thought Liam Flint was was pretty disappointing as well. He still seem he still can't completely master Mamma yet. Mm. He's been having a tough time of it. Yeah, everywhere hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I just hope he doesn't put it right tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say. I mean, I hope he has a good match. I like I like the kid a lot. He's, yep. a, he's a genuine genuine black. Uh, Leo Woodward, welcome, first time listener and Lions supporter. Okay, well, thank you very much. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, just a break off as well. We do have a match oh, okay. going tonight down in uh, Plymouth. It is currently Plymouth 29, Oxford 30. Wow, so close really, match. Uh, close meeting there. That's after hit number 10. Scorers? Scorers? Um, well, the uh, what's really keeping uh, Oxford in front is the fact that they've had so many race winners Dan Jokes has had two race winners and, and Ben Trigger as well and that's it for Plymouth so only two rods and one race is for right. them so um, been... Henry Atkins and, and Ryan Kinsley have done really well at reserve as well for Oxford so it's um, and of course they've got no Jordan Jenkins only picked up one point from his rides so right. far so. ride replacement doesn't work does it no not every single week mm. anyway yeah Okay, so shall we take a look then at the GPs? Mm-hmm. Or before we do that, we should because this has just reminded me. We, there's a couple of um, get well soon things. I mean, we should say 
get well soon to Artem Laguta. I don't know whether anybody's got any news on. I haven't seen anything how, on that. How no. his leg uh, is after last night's little shunt with Chris Harris. Yeah. Um, some great racing, by the way. I haven't it's seen this meeting yet. I'm gonna, looking forward to seeing yeah, that it's when I get a, good, a chance. It's a good meeting. Um, and you've got some news about uh, Billy Bates, I believe. Billy Bales, yes. Billy, Billy Bales sadly passed away at the age of 94 yesterday. Um, he was the last surviving member of the two teams that my dad saw from his first meeting in 1953, which was Birmingham against Norwich. Billy was the first cycle speedway rider to go on to become a world finalist in motor speedway. He rode firstly for Yarmouth, then for Norwich until the track closed at the end of 1964 and then finished his career at uh, Sheffield. Plenty of tributes have been put on to him, including one from his former teammate, the uh, legendary Alfo Funding. So it was clearly yeah. very highly thought of. So rest in peace, Billy. Rest in peace, Great indeed. Great at the age of uh, 94. 94, so. yeah. Okay, we've got a couple of things uh, just popped up. Apparently Birmingham's on BSN tomorrow. Yep. Um, so... Might be a few interested people uh, signing into that one to yep. see how the new team goes. And Dylan's buddy says, Sod's Law Artem gets injured last night. That's most of the Wolves crowd down for next week. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Kings Lynn, you're thinking, oh, do you really want to be... But I mean, I mean the fact that Lugut is possibly going to be there is going to be a big uh, big pull for a lot of people, mm. I think. Uh, apparently, Roclaw have, uh, Rocklife, I should say, have tweeted, Laguta is fit to ride at the weekend. Mm. And Craig Smith says Tarasenko looked a really decent rider last night at the NSS. It's such a shame about Hans Anderson. I have to echo that. Yeah. He looks a totally different rider. He was world class. He was he was better than Nicky Pedersen for one or two seasons back there. Oh, I'm not so sure about um, that. Well, personally, he was world class. Fight, but he, fight, <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> Would look very good on the TV. Yeah, though, Matt, Matt's one. <laughs> Um, and I've lost that now. Oh, okay. Right. There we go. There we go. He looks a totally different rider. He was world class, but he actually looks like uh, people. What that? Looks like a different rider. Looks like a novice at the moment. I think this will be his last season. Shame he's not gone out. I just look. I, I look at Hans Hansen and I just think he's one of these one of these riders that has carried on because he doesn't really know what else to do. Mm. Um, I mean, he only got one point last night at, yeah. at Bellevue from from reserve as well. Um, you know, he's a uh, He's been, you know, he's been one of the a really good law servant to to British Speedway. Even in that period where all the top riders weren't riding over here, he he was one of the few that remained that's remained loyal to it over the years. And mm. it's a real shame, you know, and a, a big hero at Peter as well, which was pivotal to their, you know, that that legendary two thousand and six player final win against Reading. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, you don't, I don't, when you see a rider that's been world class, and he he was a world class rider. Absolutely I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't quite agree with you that he was as good as Nicky Pedersen. I think, I Nicky think just for edge. one one. One and a one and a half seasons he was, yeah. Uh, and, and there was a bit of needle between the two of them. For they a while don't, as they well. don't, they don't get on. That's, yeah. it's quite, I think it's quite well known that they're not, yeah. they're not exactly the best of friends. Um, but it's, it's sad to see a, a rider that's sort of like that who's been a top rider. You know, I mean, I, I remember watching Joe Screen during when he was was in decline. And it was painful. You know, I someone who'd, who'd seen Joe Screen when he first mm. started racing. He was, you know, mesmerising to watch. So there's that. There's that. Famous um, video, isn't there, on on YouTube of, of him embracing in Poland? Yeah, yeah. Go. I, was, I mean, incredible the, the reaction of the crowd as well. well it's, yes, it's amazing. It was, it was, you, yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen that, you must see. You it. really should see it. Uh, well, uh, Brian Bucks, uh, sort of coming in on your uh, no, territory. No, you here. no, I haven't got one ready, so that's okay. great. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, nobody here knows the answer to this. I don't think. 
True or false, did a Birmingham rider ever twice fail his motorcycle driving test? If true, what was the name of the embarrassed rider concerned? First prize, a look of derision from your Wolverhampton man. He did tell me. Well, I've forgotten it. You've forgotten uh, it. Uh, okay. Do you think it's a recent, uh, recent rider? Don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I did, I did have a guess in it and I got the wrong answer. I mean, an Australian rider, was it? I mean, if there was only somebody, someone else in this studio that could do a quick Google to find out for us. <laughs> um, no, that's, yeah. that's cheating. I'm not <laughs> Uh, Dylan Spuddy Hodgick says it will be great to pack out Perry Bar tomorrow night uh, with God, will you keep it still? <laughs> As Bishop he, said to the he? actress uh, <laughs> tomorrow night with the Mayor of West Midlands Andy Street coming down oh, tomorrow night yeah, yeah. with a fight for the future on he'd be a handy guy to have your to have loving his speedway on your side mm. absolutely so everybody get yourselves down there uh, Drew Kemp is a great addition to the Lions lots of potential I mean, there's, he's sort of a Marmite rider at the moment, isn't he? People either like him or don't. He had a tough season with us last year, but yeah. um, I was, I was, mm. must admit, I was a little bit surprised that nobody picked him up at mm. the start of the season. Yeah, because, you know, what is it they say? Form is temporary, yeah. classes. Because, I mean, a couple of years ago, he was, every, you know, everybody was in the, I think everybody in the country was looking at him, weren't they, mm. as a potential Absolutely. Because he had such, made such a big impression in on his first National League season. But uh, OK, OK. Uh, Spuddy's asked to, us to mention the BSSC, Birmingham Speedway Supporters Club, that is. Event on the 7th of July with Andy Graham. Sure to be a special night and he'll be actually taking his bike to the event too for people in attendance to have pictures on, which is awesome. Oh, I think I'm not, gonna... Is that his, the bike that he won the uh, British Championship on in 82? I don't know. We will find out. What do we make of managers doubling up now as well as riders only in Speedway? Well, yeah. We were talking about this off air a little bit, wasn't we? Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I, would, I, would, I would imagine that he would be coming in... Well, he certainly wouldn't be doing the job for nothing. I can guarantee you that mm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine probably he will... I'm not suggesting this would happen, by the way, but he'll probably want assurances that he's not going to have um, Lawrence Rogers peeping over his shoulder um, sort of keeping out of the way a little bit because mm. I, don't, I don't think I don't think when a manager a new manager comes in I think the last thing they want is the, the previous manager standing there sort of watching seeing what they're doing but uh, I mean to be fair to Lawrence he hasn't made any comments about no. it or anything has he so um, uh, Dave Twines uh, had a guess at uh, Brian Buck's little conundrum and said Jeff Bennett question mark Dave Twine's not as, he's as older than he looks. Um, Kevin Jackson says um, Hagen is really good, and Brian says no, it wasn't Jeff oh, Bennett. Okay. Okay. I wish I could remember who. I wish I, he did tell me. I, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm that. I'm going to just I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna have a punt because he said look of derision from man from Wolverhampton. It wasn't by any chance Hans Nielsen, was it? Just a thought. Do you remember the deaf and dumb rider at Brum? Must have been a pain when he got injured. <laughs> Sorry. That's terrible. Awful. I don't think it was Arthur. Arthur Browning? I don't think it was Arthur. It, Arthur? Yeah. Uh, it says, interesting to see Hagen come in at number six tomorrow night with Joe going at seven. I don't think it makes any difference because yeah. they can just switch him around willy-nilly yeah. anyway. So I um, don't think it makes a lot of... 
It's got busy tonight. Uh, it, it has, yeah. It has, yeah. Oh, oh, oh what's that? I know. I thought I thought that was the uh, answer. To the Are question. you okay? No, I thought it was yeah. the answer. Oh right, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, he got me yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, GPs. We said we'd talk about them about ten minutes ago, and we haven't mentioned no. them once. No, that's it. Um, two Grand Prix we've had since uh, we've lost mm-hmm. together, of course. And two wins. Uh, one win for, but he's still in the lead. Yep. He's Mr. Bartek Smarslik. Yep. Um, it seems to just pull it out and when he needs to. Yeah, that's what that's all he needs to do really at the moment, isn't he? he doesn't yeah. need. I don't think he needs to do anything sensible. Oh, sensible. Uh, stupid. Well. Um, <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> we should we should start really with the Czech Grand Prix because that's. I mean, I've, I've been a bit critical of Prague. As a track, it was a good that match. That was a very very yeah. good, that was a very very good meeting. Um, right from the start as well. Yeah, some really good racing, which you know is unlike Prague. Prague's mm. obviously a reputation for being a bit of a gaiter's paradise, but really enjoyed that that Grand Prix. And, uh, Back-to-back wins for um, for Martin Vis- uh, Martin Vizierik as well. Of course, he won there um, in twenty twenty two. So yeah, really enjoyed that meeting. Um, Germany was 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 a tough one. You know, I don't. You know, the track was. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a very good race track. I don't think. I mean, it, was, it looked very dry. And Spuddy has said yeah. uh, it doesn't deserve a mention. It was, it was a shower of. Yeah, it was poor. Over that card, didn't it? Was it was it was uh, it wasn't it was a bit of a after the Lord Mayor show really because I think everybody had high hopes after the previous week's GB, mm-hmm. but uh, it was uh, it wasn't great. Um, so but obviously we got we're going back onto the uh, more established tracks next, aren't we? With uh, Gorzov obviously the next one. That um, should that. former home, of course. He's not riding for Gorzov anymore. That's no. obviously his hometown, but he's not riding. Obviously, he's made the move to um, to Lublin for this season. Um, I think he just needs to just keep making semis, so, yeah. doesn't he? Really? Yeah, um, for striking for Dan Bewley because he would have had a great chance of winning that meeting, that last Grand Prix, if he'd managed to. If he hadn't had the problems at the start of the um, at the semi-final. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Lambert was there or thereabouts, but I think the big concern at the moment has got to be with Ty Wolfson because he was really. Well, you know, I was just going to started off that, yeah. started off in in Prague. Well, obviously, won the first race in Prague, and he thought, "Well, oh, this sets him up for a great night. He's mm-hmm. got a good record there," but. I think he only scored one more point. But something like something that. Like that. Just, just didn't have the pace. Just never looked in it at all. In didn't, Germany, didn't make, so. wasn't making starts. Didn't have the pace. Was making wrong decisions on the bike. Yeah, um, yeah Craig Smith's talking about that. Woffenden's yeah. form is worrying at the moment. I fear if the Russian riders come back next season and they're getting picked, and I need to see a little bit more of that, please. Uh, uh, now I'm seeing less. Yeah, we go. And are getting picked by the promoters. Ty could potentially miss out. Can't see him making top six unless he has an unbelievable change in fortune and wins a few GPs on the spin. I don't think Ty's won a Grand Prix since 2018. You know? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. 2018. I'm sure that. I mean, yeah, that was his last. That was his last World Championship. 2018. I'm sure it was 2018. Was the last GP he won. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, at the moment he's not even the top Brit, which is going to be, you know, really that wish that would that should hurt him really. Um, <coughs> you know, I mean, he, he made a big song and dance about the fact that he was putting a big emphasis on this season. You know, mm-hmm. going to go back to Australia, get ready for the new season. It's, to be fair, the first GP you thought, yeah, he's going the right direction now. Yeah, but it just seems to have gone into a bit of a tailspin, doesn't it? Mm. And, um, I, I I agree. If the Russians do come back into it, which I don't think you can rule, which I don't think you can rule out of. Um, you know, with with Robert Lambert and, and Dan Bewley, you know, looking good for top eights, yeah. Tom might be the full guy. And then what's then what happens then? We, you know, yep. it, it doesn't. It, 
you have to wonder a little bit whether his commitment to yeah. Speedway is as great. Whether as he it would was. be tempted to come back to. Uh, that, that's another here, thing, yeah. You know. yeah. Obviously, it'd be nice if we were running next year. If you know, come back to another season at Wolves, but uh, we'll see how that goes. But hopefully, he can. Hopefully, he can turn it round. You know, and he's um, because we want to see as many British riders in the series as, as possible. So Brian says that I need to go a long way further back than Hans Nielsen. I thought you did, but it. Well, I was just coming to that, but it was a post-war rider, so we, we have to defer to Chris. Obviously, yep. yeah, he's the only one that can answer that one then. Uh, Stephen Barr was the deaf and dumb rider. Okay. And Ty Waffenden was in. This is from Spuddy. Okay. Birmingham the other day. Calling it now, he'll replace Nick at number one for the promise. <laughs> what average would he come in at? At 14, I would have thought. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Sheffield. Josh Pickering, who's a rider I really rate, by the way. Baliego simply not good enough. Pico makes us stronger. Don't know who the Wolves fans were last night who brought who brought us the Bentu Barmy Army. It brought us a point, but say a massive thank you. Save the Wolves. Yeah, you were very vocal, guys. I must admit, mm. it was good to, good to hear though. Good to you yeah. know, have a bit of atmosphere at uh, at Speedway. I was a bit perplexed that they were singing. You we can see you sneaking out at the end of the meeting <coughs> when they just lost before thirteen. But that's you know. <laughs> That's banter, banter, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, something that's been missing in speed. Right? I don't have a problem with it, no. as long as it doesn't cross the line. Mm. Yeah. I don't mind if it crosses the line. There are people in a little bit. that don't like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, wild card for British GP, say, says Lee Woodward. Question mark. Oh, we are coming up close to that now. Whoever wins the British Championship, I believe, isn't it still? Is so. it still that? Yeah. Wins the British Championship now? Well, they haven't learned the lesson because I think it's still two weeks before the Cardiff Grand Prix, isn't it? Yeah, we had this last year, didn't yeah. we? So, um, and obviously it was a bit of a mess last year because Adam Ellis ended up getting in, even though he hadn't. Um, I it, mean, I know, yeah, you could argue that he'd won the he'd won it the previous season, and there wasn't a, a Grand Prix that yeah, pre but, but, uh, So, does that mean that last year's winner wins it? Did you know? Yeah. I mean, where does where do you start with that? So, but uh, yeah. well, strictly speaking, last season, you know, Bomber should have got it. Bomber would have had a great chance if that form, if that. Mm. I mean, he was he was joint leader with Tom Brennan, and the form Bomber was in last season, he might have had. He, I don't think he would have won it again, but he would have been. A, he certainly would have been a big spoiler. Gosh, there's lots of stuff coming up on here. We have to yeah, go back a little bit. Hopefully, Adam Ellis is all right too after trying to kill yeah, himself into this, the bend four fence. He does, last this night. Every, he does this every time he comes to Monmouth. You can guarantee at least one meeting where he'll try and demolish the back straight mm. fence. Or fortunately, on this occasion, it was the um, it was the he went into the uh, into the air fence. But it just seemed to happen all the time with Adam at, uh, at Monmouth. I have to say hello to Ben, who's uh, letting us know that there was a massive eighteen point win for Kent versus a very strong Bellevue side on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, see, I, I, I was going to predict that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 34, 34 37 now at uh, Plymouth in favour of Oxford, so Oxford continuing their uh, strong run of form. Yep. They've just got a 5 1 to take the lead again in Heat 12. We're now into the interval. Uh, Robert Greenwood says, We never cross the line. It's no. all good, guys. We were clapped by the home fans on our last visit to, after again another defeat. Uh, Charles Wright's a good shout for wildcard this year. I think that's. Mm, I think that is a possible. Yeah. Possible, possible Obviously, you'll have home track advantage at Bellevue. So, yeah. I mean, we will have a chat about that. Um, Close cl to the, closing yeah. to the event. I'm just looking at the time, and I can't believe it's 22. Yeah. yeah. We need really need to get the um, 
prediction. Nigel Pearson yeah. uh, prediction lead. Crocky, you got it right this week. Yeah. I know, yeah. Got it written down for I haven't got the table, so you have to chuck yourself up. Okay, well, like we've been doing all night. Like we've been doing all night. Yeah, not very well, but yeah. While we're waiting for that, of course, there is the latest update from Brandon, of course. The snow being confirmed that Brandon and States have appealed to the Secretary of State against the unanimous refusal by Rugby Borough Council Planning Committee to grant planning permission. Who's the Secretary of State these days? Because it changes every other week. <laughs> Whichever one hasn't resigned recently, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, we should notice, all be writing to him. Yeah, what, the, yeah. refusal notice was, the refusal notice was dated the 16th of November 2022, and from that point the applicants had six months to which to lodge an appeal. The appeal was lodged on the 12th of May 2023. The appeal will be, determ- will be determined on the basis of a public inquiry, which is set to begin on September the 19th. We have copies of the appeal documents, and I can assure everyone that these will be scrutinised with exactly the same rigour as all previous submissions made on behalf of Brandon Estates. We will point out to the planning inspectorate any errors or untruths which appear in these documents. We will also be applying for Rule 6 status with the the inspectors which will enable us to formally participate in the appeal process. All correspondence received by Rugby Borough Council relating to this application has been forwarded to the planning inspectorate. If you sent an email or letter to Rugby Borough Council either supporting or opposing the application, then you should have received an email or letter explaining the process. Yes, I have. This also gives you the opportunity to contact the inspectorate at the contact details given in the letter and either modify or withdraw your previous representation or make further comments. If you wish to reaffirm your opposition or support for the planning application, then you are more than welcome to contact the inspectorate. Should you wish to make further comments, please note that these should be entirely regarding the Brandon Estates planning application rather than our own application, which is currently on hold whilst this process takes place. We can assure everyone that we'll be working to ensure that the inspectorate are provided with all of the facts required such that the decision is taken by the members of the planning committee at Rugby Borough Council and supported by an overwhelming majority of the general public is upheld on appeal. So this sounds like the last shot, doesn't it? This is this is it now? I think so. Um, my, my concern over it really is at the moment is that obviously we remember when we crowded, they were obviously rejected and rejected and rejected mm-hmm. and in the end it went to it went somewhere else in the country and it was put through so yeah well we've got everybody's just got to make a noise yeah that's all you can do uh somebody's asked what's happened to ricky wells mm. we presume he's retired well we haven't seen him for a few mm. couple of years now have we yeah. so uh, dylan says quietly retired i yeah. think Fred says, if you want to see a great atmosphere at a speedway match, get yourself to a Glasgow versus Edinburgh derby. Brilliant banter and atmosphere at Armadale and Ashfield. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to be at Armadale? That's another one, isn't it? Yep. I bet it's not. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, from, all, from what I've read on Glasgow Edinburgh derbies, they're pretty feisty. So mm. probably isn't as feisty as Wolf Cradley was, but. Uh... Yeah, or. Cradley Birmingham was yeah. was pretty bad as well. Right, well here's the leaderboard. Have I have I sunk beyond, beyond trace? Probably given, not quite. Given that I haven't actually put anything in for a couple of weeks. Okay. Where are you? Oh dear, there's, there's somebody between us, which is unfortunate for that person. And a and a twenty one point gap between you and me. Yeah. Oh good God. 
Sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back from now. Shall we? <laughs> Shall we just get on with it? Yeah. Because we're running a little bit uh, late with this. Yeah, okay. We'll start off with tomorrow's meeting first of all. Birmingham against Berwick. Right, now I'm gonna I'm just going to vote. I make a vote here that since he's had two weeks off, he goes first. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what was the first one? Sorry. Birmingham <laughs> yeah. against Berwick. Oh dear. Well, yeah. I'm gonna go for a win. I think. Well, I'm <laughs> Four. <laughs> for Berwick, obviously. No, really? <laughs> by six. Oh. I'm actually going to say Birmingham by ten. I'm going to be really positive. This is a massive meeting for Birmingham, Isn't it? I think. It's a must-win oh, match. Man. So I'm going to go for, but I'm going to go for Birmingham by six. It's not going to be yeah. easy because Berwick, I've got Rod, do Rod Womba Green well. Mm-hmm. Womba Green. Good, job, Green. We're at pe- good yeah. job we're at Petty Bar then, isn't oh, it? Yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I've got Womba on the brain, so... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yep. Next up, what a match this should be: Oxford against Poole. Ooh, damn! And I've got to yeah. come up with that one. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to that fence creaking from here. Yeah. Uh, I've you. gone for Oxford by ten. I'll go Oxford by twelve. What's a big goal? They would Oxford take that all all day long. Will, yeah. Next up, okay. Sheffield against Leicester. That'll be another interesting one. Yeah. That's meaning. Nope. It's uh, Matt. Oh, no. I've gone Sheffield by four. I'll go Sheffield by 10. I'm tempted to go draw again. Um, no, because Sheffield have got Pico back now, haven't they? Yep. I'm going to say Sheffield by uh, 10 as well. Okay. Ipswich against Peterborough is next. I'll go uh, Ipswich by 6. Ipswich against Pat Peterborough? Yep. Did he really just say by 6? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Well, not allowed. I think it's going to be Ipswich by about 14 at well, least. Yeah. That's what I've gone for. Who's, who's above who in the uh, league, please? Well, everybody's above Peterborough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're a very strong side oh, to hold in the whole league up. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so next up is Edinburgh against Birmingham. Is that up to Mike? That's up to me, yeah. Um, that's going to be an interesting test for the new team, isn't it, to see where they are. Yeah. I mean, Edinburgh haven't done... They haven't had a great start of the Edinburgh. No. I'm going to say Edinburgh by four, which... Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Just, just got this feeling. I've gone Edinburgh by eight. And the last oh, time yeah. I had this feeling, we beat Plymouth. I'll go Edinburgh by ten. Okay, Glasgow against Scunthorpe's next. That'd be another interesting one. Uh, and this is up to you, Matt. Uh, I've gone Glasgow by fourteen. Oh, I'll go Glasgow by. Well, I might as well go in the middle and say by twelve. I was going to go fourteen, but red card against Plymouth is the next one. And that's up to you, Chris. Uh, red card by. Red car by 18. I've gone red car by 22. Do you get a feeling you might have done something wrong there, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Workington against Oxford in the National League is next. Okay, that's down to me, isn't it? That's yep. going to be a tasty little National League. I'm going to say blah, Workington by four. Okay, I've gone Oxford by 10. I'll go Oxford by six. This is where I get it back. Yeah. Okay. Keep saying that. Leicester against Edinburgh staying in the National League. And that's up to you, Matt. Leicester by sixteen. I'll go Leicester by ten. Leicester by eighteen. Okay. Peterborough against Bellevue in the uh, Premiership on Monday. Chris. I'll go Peterborough by six. It's a big call. Yeah. Bellevue by eight. I'll look back. I've gone Bellevue by ten on that one. And last up is Wolves against Kingsley. And that's up to me, isn't it? Yeah. Kingsley by Twetna. 
Wolverhampton by 16. I suppose a lot of it's going to depend on whether Lagos is going to be fit. Yeah. Oh, well, he's riding this like, weekend. So, yeah. so, that doesn't yeah. mean he's going to be riding on for, uh, for uh, Kings Lynn. Uh, I'll go Wolves by 10. I'll go Wolves by 6. Okay. There we go. Well, there's a few more comments come up on the shout box, so let's have a look. Uh, you can go down a bit further than that. No, the, that's up. <laughs> You're other down. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah, Paco is out injured. We we should uh, say... Uh, get well soon, Paco. Yeah, get well soon. Yeah, are we keeping you up? Yeah, just a bit. Two weeks. That's the first time I've done that in 22 years. In, in, of, in two minutes. Doing... Um, <laughs> this is the last time. It's, it it's funny it comes while he's talking, though. Isn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me up, yeah. Um, uh, ben Clifton says uh, Sam Hagen on two points versus James Pearson on four points is a no brainer for me. Sam will do a decent do- job and freeze up two points for the crucial top end. I mean, I, that's the logic of the whole yeah. thing. It just feels so hard on James Pearson. On the same average, Pearson is probably a season ahead of Hagen, but both have enough potential to reach the top leagues. Had the chance to watch both on Sunday. I have a feeling somebody's going to sign Pearson somewhere yeah, along think, the lines. I think so. I mean, he, he, just, he, he may well come back to Birmingham this year and haunt us. He just hasn't really... He's had some good. He's, he's had good some good matches. His gating hasn't been very good this no. season. No, that's been that's been the big problem. Yeah. Starting was very good last season, I think, but it's, it's sort of taken a bit of a back step mm. this time in this season. So, I mean, I think a lot of it really is the fact that the team's been struggling in general. So, yeah, you, 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 it's difficult to carry that. Yeah, um, when the teams. Oh, I mean, the only one that's done any good really is Alfie Botel. He's been the star man, really, yeah. hasn't he? Um, Probably the one rider that is, I would say, he's safe from. Um, I hope so, because yeah. the guy's been a revelation for me. Uh, I would not have picked. He would, he, you'd have asked me at the beginning of the season which were the riders I was most worried about. He would have been the one that I said. Mm, and number two um, as well, but he's done well. Yeah. He has done well. Yep. Give me his due. And we've caught up on the climbing. We've caught up for oh, once. God. Good God. Good God, good God. So the next GP then is Gorja. Yep, in a couple of weeks. No, it's not this week, it's the week after. And there are certain riders now that need to have a really good show. I mean, like Ty Woffington for reasons that yep. we said, but in the cha- in in the sense of challenging for the title and not just handing it to Bartok Schmarslik. I mean, you're looking at people Jason like the Doyle. two two Brits, like yep. Jason Doyle. Yep. Um, Leon Matson. Leon Matson. I mean, he's been disappointing. Mm, he has been. Yeah. Oh, they did really well in the SEC. Yep. Um, the European Championship. Uh, and there was somebody else. I was like Freddie Lindgren. Yeah, he hasn't been. Um, he hasn't been quite as. Uh, he started well, off. To like be a, fair, he started off like us. Well, mm. he was he was third last time out. I think wasn't he? So. Yeah. Which so yeah. he's still still very much in it. So. So we've had uh, a couple of seasons now of this new GP style GP point system. Yeah. If you 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 know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think you was in favour of it when it first started. I still I still prefer the old one where every single race counted towards your points tally. Mm. And I, and when I heard it, I actually was in favour of it. Yeah. But now I'm not so much. I think it's made. The twenty races before the semi-final and Irrelevant. the final, it, yeah. yeah, that's that was the problem. Mm. That's what I. So, 
You know, be, I, what would be interesting for me is to, if somebody wants to crunch the numbers to see what the difference would be if it was done the old the, the old way with the results. Could do, yeah. Would be so worth, if some, somebody feels like doing that. If they've got time to do it, so... Apparently magic has been poor as well, so... Um, get well soon. I don't know in what way it's been poor. His form's been poor, hasn't it? In the GPs. Mm-hmm. Magic and Oscar, yeah. Max Frick will be getting going in GP. Yep. Oh, he means poor and it's not very good. Yeah, he hasn't been great. Right, he? Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it meant poor. Is in poor. He always, okay. seem, he always seems to start off okay, doesn't he? But then he just tails away. Dudek, yeah, he has gone backwards, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he had that 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 really good season where. Well, he was second, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and, then and he, he was. Got, the, it he went down to the last the last uh, GP, yeah. as I recall. Yeah. Um. We had better chip in for GP calendar for Matt. Says Jeff Daniels. I presume that means somebody. Is, is there a Grand Prix this weekend? I don't know. You're normally the man in tune with that. Somebody will tell us. I've lost us. track of it. I've lost track of time. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's me it's, it's, yeah. We, you're not allowed to. I've, I've, yeah. We've been told you're not allowed to have another one. By the way. So. Craig Smith says, I think the old tally was better, but people were winning GPs and not having the most points. I think offering double points in the final would have solved that in most occasions. It, that's what it used to be like, didn't it? Double points in, in yeah. the final. Um, You're not going to please everybody every all the, no. all the time, are you? I think, the, I think one of the things that was sort of raised at the time, really, was that you could, say, for example, you could go, you could go through the qualifying each to score a 15-point maximum and then mm-hmm. finish third in your semi-final. So... Probably to me, the best the best way to solve it would be for fourth place in the final to get seventeen or eighteen, third place to get twenty, twenty two for the on top win, of the points that they scored, twenty two for the second and twenty mm. and twenty four for the for the winner. Because um, if you go on beating, the, I mean, the most you can score, the most you can score in a, in a GP without getting to the final, it would be sixteen points. There is fifteen in the in the five heats, and then the one point in the. In the same yeah, time, yeah. so there is another way of doing that. It's just literally just occurred to me. Um, if you want to go with this points system, is forget about semi-finals and forget yeah. about finals. The points that you score in the twenty-one heats, that's it. That doesn't ma- that then makes the points that you score then not irrelevant. Yeah, that's. But obviously it's, they're not going to do that. But yeah. uh, no, I mean I was I was I was I couldn't really figure it out why they changed it. To be fair, because I mean. Even even if you'd had a bad night, you know you'd you'd, you'd had four races and you hadn't scored a point. You won that last eight, and you know okay, you couldn't get to the you couldn't get through into the top eight, but it was still counted towards your your tally. And those three points at the end might have been the difference between you getting into the top six or not. Mm. Uh, we got um, a message from James Pearson Racing here, and I'm guessing this is his dad. That's yeah, because he, he he is a fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, if you include all the races, BSN series, etc., that have happened this season, James is actually above his four point average. It's what I mean. I like, yeah. see. I, I I said in my monologue, and I don't think anybody agrees with me. I felt it was the wrong decision for lots of reasons. I understand the decision, though. I've got you know it. Yeah, but it is. It's one of them, isn't it? It's always a difficult. It's always difficult when you when you drop a rider because the average doesn't fit because it's it's, it's not the fault of the rider; it's the fault of the system. Isn't yeah. It? So. The, the reason I'm, I, I'll be be brutally honest here. The reason that I think it's the wrong decision is because I think there are other riders in that team that are performing 
below what they should be performing and are showing no fight at all. I'm, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't think that's fair. I, that's yeah. not that's not what I do. But well, I would certainly say the biggest disappointment really has been the, has been the captain. To be fair, because mm. he's he's. I mean, you know. see, I've heard this before. I'm, I don't totally agree. Great at home, he hasn't been great. Gr- the best, but away from home, he's probably been our best rider. So you know. Uh, apparently, James is the fourth highest average in the team, which doesn't say all about the Unfortunately, so. Yeah. But no. James says James Pearson Racing says he also understands the decision onwards and upwards, and that's really big. Yeah, um, oh, that, is, that is really big. That is. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been quite a Birmingham-oriented. Uh, show Ori- tonight. Orientated, so, yeah, so. I'm sorry, I've been listening to too many American programmes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking about aluminum next. He says, uh, Thank you, love the show, good luck to the team. Thank you very much. That's yeah. me and Matt then. Um, <laughs> James can come back hopefully in the next team changes, says Susan Jordan. The next team changes. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be next week. Then next week, uh, well, well, we we shall watch this space. I have a feeling there are going. As I say, I think the riders will be under no illusion that they're riding for their places. Absolutely. Well, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think the way to look at it really is the season now starts for Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. It has to. Uh, hand on heart, do you think Wolves will be uh, running next season? Um, I'm optimistic. I wouldn't say confident, but optimistic that something will happen. Whether that's get a site, I don't. Well, I don't think we'll get a site next year. Whether that's going to be more CVS being able to squeeze another year mm. out of Labrooks, I think that's going to be the, the um, with the best will in the world. Not going to get a track ready for next season, even if they started work on it tonight. Mm. Um, it, it a lot of that depends on what what you can constitute a track. I mean, they just do the track, yeah. And the accoutrement that possibly it's going to be well. It. It, it it's going to be very very basic. I mean, the mm. the one thing I think you can guarantee with Chris Van Stratton is that he, he he certainly isn't going to be the sort of promoter that's going to walk away. Mm. I mean, he's already managed to get Speedo back into Middlesbrough. Okay, it's red car now, but you get the same feeling with the current promotion at Birmingham as well. I mean, they've had plenty of opportunities to walk away. Well, he certainly, well, he certainly learned learned all the uh, the fall the uh, downfalls of being yeah. a Speedo promoter, doesn't he, mm. Nigel Tolley? But yeah. um, you have to say you, you've got to give him you've got to give him credit because he's really you, you can't say that he hasn't put the money in because he certainly has. Mm. Absolutely. You, know, you question his you can question his sanity in doing it, but you certainly can't question <laughs> the. Uh, and he has, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the Birmingham promotion have made mistakes in terms of you know team selections and things like mm. that. But certainly, you could you you can see that there's a real desire to turn it round. Mm, absolutely. Craig Smith says, "Did anyone read Jack Smith's interview in Speedway Start the other week? He begrounds his lack of opportunity in Speedway. I think he's had more opportunities than most riders." Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Mm. He looked he seems a real, to have he, gone backwards, doesn't he? Does. He? You think when he was when he had that those couple of years at Birmingham, he looked he looked a real prospect, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he just, absolutely. He just, he just never really has. He's, he was really full of on. full of real aggression, and yeah. Um, yeah, that seems to have gone there. Right. Well, I think we have we have come. I've lost the power of speaking us now. 
Thank you. <laughs> I rest my case. Um, we've come to that moment when we uh, say ta-ra. Yeah. Um, hope everybody has a good week. Enjoy your speedway. Um, unless you come from Berwick. I'm only joking. Um, were the Tullys that road speedway in the 50s? No, because it's Tully, not yeah. Tully. No, what so? No. Um, yeah, any speedway, any Birmingham speedway supporters out there, get yourselves down tomorrow. This is, you could really make the difference. Yeah, it's um, going to be interesting to see what the crowd is tomorrow, isn't mm. it, with the changes and things like that. And obviously, you know, there was. I think. You know, I mean, I, I do agree with you. I think a lot of the criticism towards Lawrence was, and certainly the personal criticism mm. was totally uncalled for. But mm. obviously, a lot of Birmingham fans wanted Lawrence gone and. Okay, he's still there, but he's not team manager anymore. So, see whether you know. I tell you, I, I, I mean, we might as well finish with this. I, t I tell you now, Birmingham Speedway. Not only would they not be there without Lawrence, Rogers. we wouldn't be able to. We wouldn't be able to function no. at the moment without Lawrence Rogers because he's there, and ev almost every every day that is needed to be there, he's there to whatever time it's needed for the place to be open. So he'll be there tonight while they're putting the the tires down and getting it ready for tomorrow and he'll be there tomorrow when we're taking the tyres up yeah. um, getting it ready for the ground to do whatever they do um, so yeah we'll leave it on that I think uh, and Graham Oldfield says that he thinks the Wolves are looking at a site in Essington Essington okay I'm not saying anything Glasgow, ah. <laughs> <laughs> only in Speedway right everybody you take care enjoy your Speedway this week see you all next week take good night care. good, good night. night. Good night. Welcome to the speedway.